Welcome to the Brant and Sherry Oddcast, sponsored by Fellowship Home Loans. To order Brant's latest book, The Men We Need, or to stream Sherry's play, The Bold and the Sanctified, go to BrantHanson.com. It's really pretty beautiful. I'll be honest with you uh, today. What's what's been happening? What's happening? Just to see the unity among who for what? Everybody I know and love. Okay. Participating as one in what apparently I didn't realize was going to be, but it's apparently don't text Brant back day. <laughs> my mom. Brant, I was driving. My wife, yes, I know you're coming to you, me. You. Yes, I was driving. My friends. <laughs> I like this group of guys where they're always, it's a big text group. I text, silence. They're always texting back and forth. Ping, 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 ping. And I'm very responsive, so I do text, but I was driving. But again, again, I'm not upset. Okay. I think it's beautiful. That, that we all met together yeah, and decided to Yeah, in a culture where there's so much division. <laughs> yes, we've all Pause. unified to ignore you. Yeah. It's really, honestly, it's heartwarming. <laughs> do you see this? They're coming out with, uh, I'm not making this up, artificial intelligence radio hosts. I did see that, yes. Of great interest to us. <laughs> I, I can't believe they think that they could just replace us. Like, I just, I don't... Really? Yeah. Can't, I mean, there's there's stuff... We no, do, I do. they're not going to do that, Brent. No, I do stuff. I do stuff that they cannot replicate. What, do you see how the words were difficult to come... In yeah, that? right. Okay, yeah. So, because I'm human. Oh, good point. Good point. Sure. I'm a human, sir. <laughs> Could, it, could their radio host just suddenly pick up a flute and just be like... Oh, my goodness. I had no idea this is uh, where we were going. Like, I didn't uh, even see the flute. Could play Living on a Prayer with, no, on a flute? I don't think not. so. Not yet, anyway. I don't think so. Not okay. yet. So that's unique to humans at this point. They're not that advanced yet. <laughs> really smart listener recommended that I read a book, and it's called An Immense World, I think. It's about animals. Okay. And their sensory perception. Hmm. So interesting. Okay. So, uh, wow, it's good. So, anyway, it talks about, like, how robins can pick up on... They sense, like, magnetic field changes for the Earth, so they know when to fly south or whatever. That's amazing. It is, right? Yeah. Suddenly, they all, like, hey, hey, because they sense something. Mm -hmm. uh, spiders just sense a vibration. Mm. The slightest vibration they can pick up on. They're not, they don't have great vision. Mm -hmm. They just sense that vibration in their web. Uh, let's see, bats use sonar, so they can't see in the dark in a cave, but they are sending this signal that we can't even hear, mm. that they can pinpoint and attack the smallest thing that we wouldn't be able to see. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. All of us occupying the same space, but we have different perceptions. And then this is the sentence that I wanted to tell you about in this book. It's not written from a Christian perspective. Okay. But every animal can only tap into a small fraction of reality's fullness. Each is enclosed within its own unique sensory bubble, perceiving but a tiny sliver of an immense world. Wow. Meaning, we think we can see everything, know everything. We don't. Yeah. We don't. So some humility would say about spiritual matters. Like, you think you know because, oh, I don't see this or that. Like, there's no spiritual dimension. Mm -hmm. The slightest idea. There's stuff that happens right now that you don't pick up on. It's subsonic or infrasonic frequencies or what, like... We're not aware. Yeah. So for me, as somebody who's a believer, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That there's stuff going on that we can't see, touch, taste, and feel, and I should have known that. No, it's a real thing. You listen to the radio, you could be listening to robots starting soon. <laughs> it's artificial intelligence. They got a, a 
human sounding voice. Yes, you see, you usually you really, it? really like robots. I don't know why there's this disdain other well, than it may it, take our com- livelihood. Yes. Because they're coming after me. <laughs> I know, I knew it. You have an example? Yeah. Okay. It, it, seriously, this is, this is what it, just in case you're wondering, what would that sound like? Okay. So this is like a fake newscast using a story about making it illegal for dogs to look out the window. And this is AI. Yeah, so okay. it's two right fake people, and then they even have a joke at the end, and then they go into a fake like radio station sounding thing. Oh, okay, let's here, hear here it. Illegal for dogs to stick their heads out of car windows. The idea is to keep dogs safer, but many pet owners say the law would take away one of their dog's greatest joys. What's next? Will they make it illegal to fly your airplane hand out the car window? Then they hit the jingle Oh, thing. like the Brant Hansen show jingle. Not as good. No, never. All right, What's well, next? Are they going to take away? I mean... That was interesting. I'm going to admit that some of my attempts at humor are, fla- are failing and flailing. <laughs> but at least I never said that thing. What's like, next? Well, they, what's next? You do not let us stick our hand out the window. Yeah. So that's what you're hanging your hat on. I didn't do that. That's all I have right now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This uh, is the Brand Hanson Show. You didn't, even hit, you didn't even hit the jingle I right. Messed, I'm human. That's what I mean. <laughs> You know, we don't have to use our sponsors' services. That's true. Unless they're awesome, and then we do, because mm-hmm. we're like, I want to take advantage of this. And I've, then we come and tell you. Yeah, and we tell you about it. But if, like fellowship home loans are great. Uh, if you're going to get a mortgage, you want to talk about refinancing, it'd be really smart with the interest rates probably going up and up mm-hmm. this year. So if you want to talk to them, you probably should. It'd be a good time right now. Uh, it's Mike and Brian at Fellowship Home Loans. My wife and I are dealing with them again, mm-hmm. and they're so thorough, and they keep everything on a personal level. It's wonderful. Uh, just great experience. But talk to them about what you might want to do. Fellowship Home Loans. It's 800-804-SAVE. Mike and Brian at Fellowship Home Loans. You can also go to fellowshiphomeloans.com or 800-804-SAVE. So I mentioned this book, An Immense World, How Animal Senses Reveal the Hidden Realms Around Us. Sounds like you're really enjoying it. I'm so enjoying it. Yeah. It's weird, though, because a listener recommended it. Okay. Why is that weird? Well, I felt like a listener should have just bought it for me. <laughs> I had to spend Every, my own. Yeah. Everybody make a mental note of that. Don't just go out here throwing out suggestions. Like $20. <laughs> and so fascinating. So I mentioned how this, this sentence about how every animal can only tap into a small fraction of reality's fullness. Mm-hmm. Each is enclosed within its own unique sensory bubble perceiving but a tiny sliver of an immense world. And I want to read the section here, but I'm not going to. I feel Why? I don't know. It'll be too boring. No, go ahead. All right. You bought it. I'm warning you guys. <laughs> you might find this interesting, you might not. Okay, go ahead. It's so it's just a little scenario at the beginning of the book. Okay. That illustrates it. Imagine an elephant in a room. This is by Ed Yong, Y-O-N-G. Imagine an elephant in a room. This elephant is not the proverbial weighty issue, but an actual weighty mammal. Imagine the room is spacious enough to accommodate it. Make it a school gym. Now imagine a mouse has scurried into. A robin hops alongside it. An owl perches on an overhead beam. A bat hangs upside down from the ceiling. A rattlesnake slithers along the floor. A spider has spun a web in a corner. A mosquito buzzes through the air. This is the scariest gym ever. A bumblebee. Yeah, I know. This is, <laughs> Sorry, this is where Sherry checks out. <laughs> a bumblebee uh, sits 
upon a potted sunflower. My contacts are bothering me. <laughs> Finally, in the midst of this increasingly crowded hypothetical space at a human, let's call her Rebecca. She's sighted, she's curious, and thankfully she's fond of animals. Don't worry about how she got herself into this mess. Never mind what all these animals are doing in a gym. Consider instead how Rebecca and the rest of this imaginary menagerie might perceive one another. The elephant raises its trunk like a periscope, the rattlesnake flicks out its tongue, and the mosquito cuts through the air with its antenna. All three are smelling the space around them, taking in the floating scents. The elephant sniffs nothing of note. The rattlesnake detects the trail of the mouse and coils its body in ambush. The mosquito smells the alluring carbon dioxide on Rebecca's breath mm. and the aroma of her skin. It lands on her arm, ready for a meal, but before it can bite, she swats it away, and her slap disturbs the mouse. It squeaks in alarm at a pitch that is audible to the bat, mm. but too high for the elephant to hear. The elephant, meanwhile, unleashes a deep, thunderous rumble, too low-pitched for the mouse's ears, or for the bat, or for the bats, but felt by the vibration-sensitive belly of the rattlesnake. Mm. Rebecca, who's oblivious to both the ultrasonic mouse squeaks and the infrasonic elephant rumbles, so they're, it's rumbling at such a low level, humans can't hear it. Wow, I didn't know that. The elephant. Listens instead to the robin, who is singing at frequencies better suited to her ears, but her hearing is too slow to pick out all the complexities that the bird encodes within its tune. The robin's chest looks red to Rebecca, but not to the elephant, whose eyes are limited to shades of blue and yellow. The bumblebee can't see red either, but it is sensitive to the ultraviolet hues that lie beyond the opposite end of the rainbow. The sunflower it sits upon has at its center an ultraviolet bullseye, which we can't see, but he can. Wow. Which grabs the attention of both the bird and the bee. The bullseye is invisible to Rebecca, who thinks that flower is only yellow. Her eyes are the sharpest in the room, unlike the elephant or the bee. She can spot the small spider sitting upon its web. But she stops seeing much of anything when the lights in the room go out. Plunged into darkness, Rebecca walks slowly forward, arms outstretched, hoping to feel obstacles in her way. The mouse does the same, but with the whiskers on its face, which it sweeps back and forth several times a second to map its surroundings. As it skitters beyond Rebecca's feet, its footsteps are too faint for her to hear, but they are easily audible to the owl perched overhead. The disc of stiff feathers on the owl's face funnels sound toward its sensitive ears, one of which, that's why the owl has that face, like yeah, they yeah. do, that's to funnel sound. Huh, I didn't so know. So it's that. like this, yeah, like a disc. Okay. Uh, to funnel to sensitive ears, one of which is slightly higher than the other, which is true on an owl. Hmm. This, thanks to this asymmetry, the owl can pinpoint the source of the mouse, mouse's skittering in both the vertical and horizontal planes. So the ears are off center a little bit. Mm. so that it can pinpoint exactly, like in the night. Right, food. Where something, exactly. It swoops in just as the mouse blunders within range of the waiting rattlesnake. Using two pits on its snout, the snake can sense the infrared radiation that emanates from warm objects. It effectively sees in heat, and the mouse's body blazes like a beacon. The snake strikes <laughs> and collides with the swooping owl. I'll, I'll be done here shortly. But oh, it's not. It's, it's interesting, it is interesting, right? interesting okay. yeah. All of this commotion goes unnoticed by the spider, which barely hears or sees the participants. Its world is entirely defined by the vibrations coursing through its web 
a self-made trap that acts as an extension of its senses. When the mosquito strays into the silken strands, the spider detects the telltale vibrations of struggling prey and moves in for the kill. But as it attacks, it's unaware of the high-frequency sound waves that are hitting its body mm. and bouncing back to the creature that sent them, the bat. The bat's sonar is so acute that it not only finds the spider in the dark, but pinpoints it precisely enough to pluck it from its web. As the bat feeds, the robin feels a familiar attraction that most of the other animals cannot sense. Mm. The days are getting colder, and it is time to migrate to warmer southern climes. Even within the enclosed gym, the robin can feel Earth's magnetic field, and guided by its internal compass, it points due south and escapes through a window. It leaves behind one elephant, one bat, one bumblebee, one rattlesnake, one slightly ruffled owl, one extremely fortunate mouse, and one Rebecca. These seven creatures share the same physical space, but experience it in wildly and wondrously different ways. The same is true for the billions of other animal species on the planet and the countless individuals within those species. Earth teems with sights and textures, sounds and vibrations, smells and tastes, electric and magnetic fields, but every animal can only tap into a small fraction of reality's fullness. Each is enclosed within its own unique sensory bubble, perceiving but a tiny sliver of the immense world. Wow. They call that sliver that we can access, there's a German word for it called umwelt. Mm. But here's what they say about the umwelt. So this is what we can sense. Our umwelt is still limited. It just doesn't feel that way. To us, it feels all-encompassing. It's all that we know, and so we mistake it for all there is to know. This is an illusion. It's one that every animal shares. We cannot sense the faint electric fields that sharks and platypuses can. We're not privy to the magnetic fields that robins and sea turtles detect. We can't trace the invisible trail of a swimming fish the way a seal can. We can't feel the air currents created by a buzzing fly the way a wandering spider does. Our ears cannot hear the ultrasonic calls of rodents and hummingbirds or the infrasonic calls of elephants and whales. Our eyes cannot see the infrared radiation that rattlesnakes detect or the ultraviolet light that the birds and the bees can sense. So hmm. all of that to say, humility, and here's, he actually gets at this, about what we can know exists is in order. Mm -hmm. To say, now this is me talking, but to say, there's no God, there's no spiritual dimension, that's ludicrous that I would, how would I know that? Right. I don't even know what's going on in this room. Right. There are things happening I can't, I'm not, because you can't handle it. Like there's only so much a creature can sense. Yeah. And if you really need to be dialed in on a couple senses, it comes at a cost because your brain can only handle so much input. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be aware of everything. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to handle it. So we're very limited. We don't realize it. We make the fundamental logical mistake of thinking, well, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. That's, that's so dumb in and light so of what arrogant. we know. Right. Yeah. So incredibly arrogant. And this is a beautiful thing, too. He, mm -hmm. he talks about how our senses work, you know, the photoreceptors and other mechanoreceptors, all that stuff. But then says, the preceding paragraph could have been pulled from a high school textbook, but take a moment to consider the miracle of what it describes. Light is just electromagnetic radiation. Sound is just waves of pressure. That's it. Mm. Smells are just small molecules. It's not obvious, and I underline this, it's not obvious that we should be able to detect any of those things, let alone convert them into electrical signals 
or derived from those signals the spectacle of a sunrise or the sound of a voice or the scent of, break, of baking bread. Hmm. What, like music. It's just waves of pressure. Why can it evoke certain emotions and tears? Yes. And right. How can you feel it inside? And, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, communications, people we love, the sight, the memories, the like all that. Why? He's saying this is a miracle. He's not coming at it, I don't think, from a theistic perspective at mm -hmm. all. But like, you can't help. I'm, I'm so used to reading scientific books that are invoke, inv invoke metaphysical mm -hmm. language like yeah. above physics. Right. <laughs> so it's nice to hear someone say this is pretty miraculous right right so we can only handle so much stimuli god is good to us he made it so that we can experience this we have more than five senses by the way mm. like that's that's a common thing dating back to the ancient greeks i can't remember who aristotle maybe but he posits that we have pro proprioception the awareness of our own body, which is not touching, but you have this awareness of where your body is and things going on with it that aren't necessarily touch. And that's a sense. Yeah, well, it okay. is a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's just your equilibrium, equilibrioception, mm. like the sense of balance. Mm -hmm. So there's, there are things that we don't normally lump in there, but, right. but you'd be messed if you didn't have it. I don't have it very good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, and yeah. that's the key. Anyway, right? enough, enough of that. But that's, That was very good. Thanks. I mean, I, I still have thinking about that, and a lot of times it's in cross-disciplinary thinking that you encounter mm -hmm. like woe moments about how good God is or, or our own humility about what we... That's my favorite uh, yeah. is, is when that happens because he's showing himself in all of these things. Right. Yeah. Right. And you also know when it's coming from a source like that, like this isn't somebody's attempt to write a Sunday school lesson. Right. And that, right. that can be helpful. Yeah. Like, because then you're, I've seen things twisted to make mm -hmm. a, a point like, well, that's not quite... But with this person, they're not—they're just swerving into this. Yeah, it's just true. The Brant and Sherry Oddcast, sponsored by Fellowship Home Loans. To order Brant's latest book, *The Men We Need*, or to stream Sherry's play *The Bold and the Sanctified*, go to branthanson.com. <laughs>